this year on the reverse stick, Europe moves indoors, FIH Pro League centre passes, and we're back! Vive la Revolution! Welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. I'm John Lee. I'm joined by Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? G'day, 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 and a happy new year to you, champ. It's been a couple of weeks since we've stood opposite, sat opposite each other, and a happy new year to our listeners out there, wherever you may be in the world. I hope it's a good one, and I hope you're looking forward to an action-packed year of hockey, and hopefully we'll bring you all of it here on the Reverse Stick. Yep. Looking forward to it. I'm I'm really excited about the year ahead. I'm really excited about playing less hockey. That's that's really thrilling me at the moment. A uh, couple of other things I'm really thrilled about as well. But we'll get to that throughout the, uh, I, the I podcast. I think I I think it might just be a case, John, that um, people realise that you're getting on. There's a lot of people listen to this podcast, and uh, of course, hashtag FIHR listening. Um, and I think they're maybe just looking out for you as an individual. They think, oh, he's getting on a bit. He could do with a little bit less game time every week. So uh, give it another oh. 10 years, it'll be five-minute quarters. Mm. It's all about me. What have we, what have we got? What have we, where are we, we're just going to play. I think we just go straight to the news because everything's news. It's a new year. Have you got some news? Yeah, sort of. News. What's happened between uh, when we were last with each other and uh, and where we are today? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Ah, oh, well, we had the hockey series open in Lahore. We spoke we about that oh, that's right. pre Christmas, and uh, that's all done and dusted. That's the first done and dusted for the new year. In fact, that's two done and dusted. That's three done and dusted. Four done and dusted now, John. Oh, jeez, this could go on all night long. Now the Lahore <laughs> tournament wound up when? Do twenty fourth, I believe. Okay. Um, so that was actually last year. Well, it was last year, yeah, but it's still, it's still, re- it's still, it's still, it's still relevant for us as news, isn't it? So Uzbekistan stepped forward to the Hockey yeah. Series Finals, and of course the Hockey Series Finals coming up later in the year, um, and that all-important route to Tokyo 2020. I did read today the uh, the cost blowouts for Tokyo 2020. I think they were expecting it was going to cost seven billion, and now it's going to cost twenty five billion or something. Yeah, I don't know what the, whatever the local is that yen. Was maybe? that the, the article entitled "No One Wants to Hold the Games"? They can't find any host cities. Yeah, there was a comment on the uh, IOC's uh, annual report that came out that was full of good news, uh, but didn't talk much about doping scandals. Um, uh, it was full of news. I'll yeah. grant it that. Well, well I, actually, I'm well, not so sure. Spot, wasn't it? <laughs> it was full of news. What at all? What else has been going on? Okay, so um, so I, that makes Uzbekistan go get... through to the next round of to they... the hockey series finals. Hockey don't series they? finals, yeah. Now, just a uh, little precursor for the listeners here, John. Our prep for to uh, for this week's show has been absolutely terrible. So we're just going to bumble along. We've made a few notes on a piece of paper. There's no interviews this week. You got a piece of paper? I do have a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well you, done. Well, you've got a coffee stained <laughs> piece of paper which says ideas it's a thought and ring, a big not question a mark. Stone, no. It's uh, a thought ring. Oh, okay, beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's good to be back. It it's is. Good to be back. How about we start with a calendar, Matt? In my hot little hands, I have the FIH calendar for 2019, updated at the end of November 2018, so it's pretty fresh. Well, could have changed. Because they weren't in the office over Christmas, I know that, so it would have been done before then. Um, and we kick off the year in Vienna, Austria, between the um, 11th and 13th of January for the... Um, Men's National Indoor Juniors. Uh, it's also in Portugal at Paredes, Paredes, uh, 11th to the 13th, the Euro Hockey Nations for men, Czechoslovakia, Denmark, Portugal, Slovakia, Sweden, Ukraine and Wales. It's Championship 2. Uh, for the women, the juniors are taking place in Taranowski Gory in Poland from the 18th to the 20th and the big girls will be playing in Svet Ivan Zelina in Croatia. Or Sveti Ivan Zelina. I think you're doing a great job, mate. That's it's not very good Croatian pronunciation, I wouldn't think. Uh, 18th to the 20th, Croatia, Slovakia, Sweden, Turkey, or Wales are playing there. And then the big one, because this is a big year for the FIH, Matt. It's the Pro League. The FIH unbranded Pro League. No, it is branded. It's branded FIH. FIH. Oh, of course, it is. Yeah. No, sp- not unsponsored. Unsponsored. We don't okay. need. We don't need sponsors because we're a family game, aren't we? John? We're a family game. We yeah. don't need to pay players. Um, no, no. 
We don't need sponsors. We still need to pay players. Oh, do we? Yeah. How we just don't that? need spot. What? What do you? Well, where do you think the money comes from, John? Governments. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. It kicks off. No, look, the hot, let's get back to the important thing. And that's what happens on the bloody field. And that's the players. And that's kicking off with Spain and Belgium for the men on the 19th of January in Valencia. And uh, they'll be following up that game on the 25th. Spain again, once again, in Valencia against Great Britain. Um, that's the kickoff of the, uh, the Pro League. And that goes for a long time. Six months, basically. Um uh, we then see Argentina and Belgium on the 26th. Argentina and Belgium again for the women are playing on the 26th. That'll be the first women's game um, to be played in Cordoba in Argentina. Um, and then it's on. There's a, the, the schedule and fixtures are up on the FIH website now. If you go to FIH.ch, the, the FIH website, it will land you on the Pro League landing page, not on the normal FIH website page. That's you can correct. still get to the normal FIH website page. There's a link there on that Pro League web um, landing page. And pick men or women and off you go and all the information that you need as far as fixturing, ticketing, players, all that sort of stuff is Is all the, pl- uh, is all all the player information on there? Uh, there's a few photos missing. Why do you think that might be, John? Uh, because they haven't got them. That's a very good reason. I, I have a feeling that some of those players pictured might have actually been from the World Cup guide. And they're waiting for an update. They're waiting for an update. Between now and when the game starts in a couple squads. of weeks' time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oops. Except for the England players. Oh, sorry, did I say England? Oh, that's the shirts they're wearing. I meant Great Britain. Uh, might want to do something about that just quietly. I'm Poor old Sam Ward doesn't get us. Doesn't even get us. No, does he? He's not yeah. there. Yeah. Um, now, it's going to be really interesting to see the approaches of all the different teams going into this pro league, being the first pro league. And we should talk about the hockey now. We've we've made in previous podcasts our thoughts known on what we think of the pro league. But now the players are on the field. It's time to give them a bit of um, a bit of a look in and a bit of support. And let's see what. What happens? Let's see how how it's approached. Let's I'm, see. I'm 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 excited because I love hockey, and and I want to see the very best in the world playing against the very best in the world. Um, but we've only just finished the men's World Cup a couple of weeks ago, so I, I need a bit of a break. I've needed two weeks off from seeing you, let alone uh, getting there. So you know, how, how do some of the players feel about it? Um, boom, 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 boom. You know, there's not a lot of money involved for these guys at this stage because it's uh, it's not a pro as in professional, is it, John? It's pro as in prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what else does pro mean. I don't know. Pro, go, go pro. I don't pro, know. Pro, productive. Pro, productive. You could be. It's an interesting term to use. Yeah, because pro would mean pro. professional, wouldn't it? It would. In in the context of sport, I would think. Oh well. You go to the pro shop. Um, what do you buy from the pros? You, yeah, you buy something from the club pro, don't you? I guess. Anyway. But back to the hockey. Um, well, what do you make of the competition the team's playing for a start? Um, I'm excited for them all to have been able to complete the application process successfully and uh, squeeze into the nine. Is that all you got to say? Is that fair enough? Is that... Really, all well, we're not say. necessarily talking about the world's top nine nations, are we? Oh, we're, we're it's, talking it's, it's about a, a it's group in, of it's very good teams. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's essentially it's invitational. Um, if you want to uh, get deep down with regard to world rankings and that sort of thing, and congratulations to Belgium at the top of the world rankings on the men's side of things after the most recent World Cup success. Yeah. Oh, uh, check out Ernst Bart, though, studiohockey.com, behockey.com. Uh, he's got his feelings and he's, he's got his ideas on uh, a different proposed rankings. Now, I, don't, I don't fully support everything on there. But. Seriously, I know you had a rant about it before uh, for Christmas, but run through your idea of why we, or your explanation of why we don't need world rankings if we're going to go down this path that we have with the pro league and the hockey, the other hockey series. But it, 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 it just we we have tournaments to qualify for big tournaments for the Olympics and the like. So where where does the ranking have any relevance whatsoever? Um, it doesn't. It's not going to matter for the Champions Trophy because uh, those spots are, well it's gone, the competition's dead and buried, we've got the FIH Pro League set for the next four years for those teams that are involved and 
in a year or two, or 2020, India will be joining certainly the men's side. I don't know about the women's side. We haven't been told that necessarily. So it will expand to, to 10 teams. Uh, no relevance to, to world rankings whatsoever. And we look at the last two World Cups and the rankings, well, phew, what do they mean? Mean nothing at all, do they? Well, and what you're talking about is that teams will actually get a ranking. You, you'll still be ranked. There'll still be a ranking, but you'll be ranked through your place within that hockey series and yes, F-Pro. yeah, 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 so not not cumulatively over the, you know the past two years, three years, yeah, uh, and, no. and with weighted points, whatever. You're playing in this tournament, and you'll end up being ranked at a certain place in this tournament, and you you then maybe have to run for a losers tournament if you understand what I mean. Like the teams that go through to a hockey series final. That's fine. They'll get ranked when they get to the hockey series yeah. final. But those lower teams would then have to go into another tournament. So there you're getting more international hockey as well. Well, that's what you need, isn't it? More international hockey, John. I haven't Apparently. seen nearly enough recently. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we've been through your rationale for the the. Uh, the f- I'm not sure I presented it particularly. The <laughs> oh, look. But I think it's an idea that's worth thinking about. I mean, it does. It it takes away all the problems you have with all this ranking rating of of. Yeah, yeah, and waiting for this and 25% for this nation or this continental federation. I think it's a worthwhile idea to at least explore, I would think. Anyway, let's get back to the calendar. Look, the Player League hums along um, pretty much. The Euro Hockey Club Trophy gets underway in February and the Club Indoor Challenge 1 and 2. That's for the men on February 8. There's the World Masters World Cup, Indoor Masters World Cup, from the 17th to the or 14th to the 17th of February. That's happening in Hong Kong uh, for both men and women. Indoor hockey. Now, there's something that's another conversation. We're staying with this for a little while. We'll get through to the end of February. <laughs> Euro Hockey Club Cup, uh, Indoor Club Cup is uh, for the 15th to the 17th in Vienna. That's for both. Uh, that's for the men, same date for the women in Hamburg in Germany. The Euro Hockey Club Indoor Trophy from the 15th to the 17th in Vienna for the women. And the Indoor Challenge for the, sorry, for the women is also in France, in Duzal. You're a French speaker here. Are we? Yeah, uh... that's it. You do that. And then there's a, look, there's a whole slew of pro league stuff going through all to, into April before the Euro Hockey League 16. The Euro Hockey League knockout 16 is uh, in Eindhoven in the Netherlands from the 17th to the 18th of April. The Hockey League knockout 8 is in Eindhoven as well on the 19th to the 20th of April. And the Euro Hockey Club Cup for women. Both the previous ones were for the men's competition. Uh, The 19th to the 22nd in Amsterdam, once again in the Netherlands. Uh, For the Euro Hockey Club Cup, uh, teams from Belarus, England, Spain, Germany, two teams from Germany, Ireland, and two teams from Netherlands. Uh, The Euro Hockey League knockout 16, there'll be three teams from Belgium, one from England, two from Spain, a French team, three German teams, an Irish team, three Netherlands, Dutch teams, a Russian team and a Scottish team. Good luck to the Scots there. So look, that takes us through until you know halfway through April anyway. We so do actually have the details of who those teams are somewhere, but that's do just we? We'll get to that FYI. as we get closer to. And that's what's that taking? That's, but that's through paid, to April. You know, yeah, there's there's a pile of hockey to get through with all these internationals, and they're travelling all over the world. You know, there's the stint where a lot of the European teams will be down in Australia and New Zealand, and that's happening uh, during uh, February. You'll see a lot of games coming out of Australia and New Zealand, as you will from Argentina in the early stages of the tournament. It's a shame that the Irish men aren't involved, John. Well, I think they're the only team that have got an airline for a sponsor. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it would be bloody handy for this pro league because they're all over the shop. Uh, the tournament will be heading back though to the northern hemisphere, predominantly in the second half of the season as we get to May, June, with the final to be held. Uh, hockey. Yes, the, well, the finals to be held, if I can go all the way through to June 30, I believe it is. I've got to turn right, through yeah. pages of uh, fixtures here. The grand final for the women is to be played in Amsterdam, as for the men. Uh, 27th to the 29th for the women, and the men from the 28th to the 30th. I'm not sure why those dates are such. Maybe there's... Um, Some flexibility on when it might happen. Yeah, and uh, it might be the grand final. two semi-finals one day. Fi- uh, yes, there's two semi-finals, so it'll be followed by the grand final the next yeah, day. Yeah. I imagine that's one of those dates um, as they in- are. Interesting to find the terminolo- terminology "grand final" being used in FIH literature because I don't, I, I don't recall that being used before. We use it here in Australia. We do. 
um, and uh, you use it a lot when you're talking about the final, the gold medal games in things. Yeah, the grand and, final. Yeah, but that's uh, I think that's a bit of a new one for global hockey. And something that we approve of here at the Reverse Stick. We Tick. love the FIH. They do good stuff. Just before we leave news, John, uh, since the last time we were with you, the Africa Cup for Club Championships oh, yeah. uh, took place. Uh, How'd the taxman go? Al <laughs> uh, Sharkia from Egypt on the men's side oh. of things took out the first place there. I think that's about 15 or 16 yeah. times they won it. I just, uh, when I listened to the show, I might recall I played against Al Sharkia back in 1993. Uh, he had a full six minutes on the field. Let's, uh, we'll get used to that with hockey coming up on the women's side of things. <laughs> Talcom Kenya. Took away. Oh, really? Yeah, they uh, well they finished in top spot there. Uh, GRA, the Ghana Revenue Authority women, well, they a, were second. They were second. They've been around. They've won a few times. Well, GRA on the GRA on the men finished second as, as well. As well yeah, there, they've yeah. won a few times, I believe. Yeah. So well done to the um, the Kenyans. The Talcom from Kenya, yeah, our Sharky yeah. from Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. And the GRA from Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so great coverage throughout that tournament from iSports360. Um, you can check that out on Twitter and Facebook and uh, all that sort of stuff at iSports360.com. Some uh, great coverage of African hockey. Good stuff. Um, what else have we got going on? If I can just look here at the at TMS, the match centre, uh-huh. all this stuff. Um, there's some indoor test matches uh, have been played. Uh, two matches for women's and under-21s, women's uh, Croatia and the USA, and they've been happening in Zveti Ivan Zelina in Croatia. Yeah, well they're going to hold so many tournaments there this year, aren't they? I know. I'm going to have to read it out 20 times. What well, is the um, other thing? I think uh, hashtag FIH are listening. They're just trying to uh, put as many <laughs> tournaments in, in possible to pronounce places, um, just to catch you out again, John, because it is, of course, it's all about you, isn't it? Yeah, there's a... The, uh, Coming up the 4th to the 6th, so this is why you're listening to this podcast, possibly. There is a 2019 Croatia Indoor Cup for women. Uh, Ten matches being played there. Guess where that's being held, Matt? Um, is it Croatia? It is Croatia in Sveti Ivan Zelina. Um, and who's playing there? Croatia, Hungary, Slovakia, Slovenia and the United States. Have we not got Croatia Cup for men as well? I'm happening at a similar time. Oh, I, rem- well, I remember it happening last year because South Africa were over there and uh, Tyron was... Uh, we'll just have a, a look at the very excellent TMS here and, and click the appropriate um, forwards and back buttons. And uh, I yeah. don't think there is. It's, it's the women only. Anyway, if it's happening, it's not on the uh, FIH TMS page at the moment, but it could well be. So apologies. Uh, indoor test matches between uh, Switzerland and the Republic of South Africa for women. They're starting on the tenth. Five games going on there. Euro hockey indoor juniors, as we mentioned, gets underway on the eleventh, and um, some other test matches happening between uh, Chile or China and Ireland. No, Chile, no, Ireland. Oh, oh, yeah, Santiago. No, I'm pretty sure. Ireland, is in Chile. Ireland are on the way out there at the moment. Yep, four matches going on there. There's a three nations invitational too for them. That's for women. The uh, Chile, Ireland, uh, the men's. Uh, there's a three nations invitational happening at the same time. Uh, we've also got uh, some test matches becoming up between Spain and Germany for the men in um, Valencia. Um, around the 21st to the 23rd of January. That's interesting, given uh, the uh, Pro League will have kicked off by that stage. I must maybe playing some warm-up games to get themselves in tune. Although yeah. Spain will have uh, played already in the first game on the 19th. Hmm. Might have to check that and mm. see if that's updatable. Huh. What else we got? I know what we got. We've got to have one of these. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And uh, where are we now, Matt, on this totally unscripted podcast that we did very little research for? Oh, I can just sort of run a finger around this bit of paper. Oh, and we, just yeah, you do have your bit of paper, so plonk it. Uh, uh, better still, how about I throw this object that I have in my hand okay, on it and see right. where it lands. Ow! Jesus, mate! Far out! Bloody eye. Okay, maybe not that. Uh, okay. Uh, just you mentioned Ireland. Uh, they're the Irish women. Uh, great yeah. doco on uh, oh, TV yeah, over yeah. there um, the other day uh, covering the success 
of them winning gold at the Women's World Cup. I oh, know it was silver, wasn't it? At the Women's World Cup. Uh, check that out if you get opportunity. No, it's uh, great they got the coverage, and I haven't seen it, but from all reports, it's, it might turn up on our screens at some stage. And lots I of, hope so. lots of reports coming out of there as well about increase in numbers and participation. ABC, SBS, if you're listening. Got plenty of digital channels there. You need a bit of that stuff. Show it for us, please. Well, we had nice. some more South Australian hockey appearing oh, on uh, SBS uh, on NITV on, on, on NITV yeah. um, over the weekend. It was the grand final from South Australia. Of course, there was no promotion to let anybody know about it. I got a couple of text messages from people saying, "Hey, do you see there's uh, there's hockey on the TV at the moment? Fantastic! You know, some hockey lovers and non-hockey lovers alike." I'll have the opportunity to see something on free, yeah, yeah, free to air. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. What else have we got? What else have we got? FIH. Let's talk first about the Hockey Stars Awards. The Uh, Player of the Year Awards. Do you want to take us through, John? On Uh, I have no idea who that. Look, I have very little interest in it. I'll be honest, but I don't. I'm not against it. I'm not, you know, there's, there's some arguments about it being a popularity contest. Well, it doesn't really matter how you do it. It's going to end up in a popularity contest of some, dis, you know, whether that happens to be popularity by thousands or popularity by three of the four judges like that person better. Um, so you can get on. You can get on and make your judgment. You, know, you can get great, on and vote and get online. Great awards and great accolades for players. Um, you know, I think sometimes club awards or team awards, internal team awards, you know, mean perhaps a little bit more. So we've got the Player of the Year for both men and women. That's an annual award. And, and well uh, done to all these people. You're not you're not having a crap year if you get nominated. These are genuinely great hockey players. Well, let me let me take you through there. the things that you can actually vote on as members of the hockey family out there. Um, so it's a peer and public vote for the Player of the Year. Likewise for the Goalkeeper of the Year, men and women, and likewise for the Rising Star of the Year, men and women. Um, and then we also have the FIH Coach of the Year for Man and Woman, um, which is just reading off the website here. Uh, that is determined by an FIH panel, and the FIH Umpire of the Year for Men and Women, and that's determined by an FIH Officials Committee. Uh, so the nominees for Player of the Year for the Women, Eva de Herder from the Netherlands, Zander Vaud from the Netherlands, Stacey Mitchelson, Mitchelson? Mickelson, isn't it? Or whatever. Oh, dear. It's Stacey. Yeah. You well, know, well, it's well, Stacey. I'm hoping it's Stacey Mickelson, and I'm not going to sound stupid by reading what's uh, not on the FH oh, website need to at the moment. I don't name for that, mate. Uh, Gigi Oliver. Georgina Oliver of Spain. And Lidve Veltens of the Netherlands. Uh, not surprising there's uh, three of the Dutch girls in the Player of the Year nominees there. Uh, goalkeeper of the Year. Ye Jiao from China, Maddie Hinch from England, Rachel Lynch from Australia. Hinch and Lynch. Is that uh, the, chi- the little guy? From, is that the no, guy? no, it's the women's uh, oh, goal, sorry. Goal, yeah, goal, goalkeeper of the year. Um, Aisha McFerrin of Ireland and Maria Ruiz of Spain. Now, my heart goes with Rachel Lynch there, but boy, uh, Aisha McFerrin, wasn't she great at the Women's World Cup? And uh, certainly... Uh, she was a, a a rising star in the goalkeeping yeah, so category. If you, there's five goalkeepers lined up, which which of them are you rejecting first? Like, how do you how do you really pick? they're all great. Who buys you the beer last at the bar? Yeah. And uh, the women's rising star of the year, Nikkei Lorenz of Germany, Ambrosia Malone or Rosie. Um, of Australia, Lena Tice of Ireland. She was busy um, after uh, playing in the World Cup. She then went and represented in both the New Zealand and Australian hockey leagues. Uh, Marine Veen from the Netherlands and Lucina von der Heide from Argentina on the men's side. FIH Player of the Year nominees: Billy Backer of the Netherlands, Simon Gunard of Belgium. Barry Middleton, Big Bad Baza of England, Arthur Van Doren, he's back again, and Jakey Wetton of oh, Australia, well uh, goalkeeper of the year nominees, Pierman Black, the goalkeeper of the tournament at the Men's World Cup, Tyler Level of Australia, George Pinner of England, the uh, the <laughs> the dancing man. Uh, Arthur Van Doren? No, surely he's not in the goalkeeper category as well. No, he's not. Yeah, it's he Vincent Van Ash. No, it's come on. Oh. And Toby Volta of Germany. 
And finally, the rising star of the year, Tim Brand of Australia, Arthur de Sluva of Belgium, Jake Harvey of Australia, Tim Hertzbrook of Germany, and Teeth Van Dam of the Netherlands. You can get on and vote. Just head to fih.ch and have a poke around for the 2018 Hockey Stars Awards. Yep, do that. Uh, there was a bit of controversy floating around on some sections of the old social medias about, you know, there's always accusations of Euro bias and things like that. And there is perhaps a distinct lack of players from outside of Europe and Australia. Um, well, Australia is pre- Australia is pretty well, co- well, well. No, no, what I'm there's, there's, yeah, I, I'm not. I oh, see so you mean sort of from outside of Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So outside so of where Europe, are the Australia. Indians? Well, yeah, but not just. I'm not. not I'm just, just saying. I'm just as, yeah, yeah. as an example. As an example. Yeah. Not picking on anybody in particular there, but okay. Um, and to a degree, I I thought a lot of those uh, those selections seem to be based on World Cup performances. Yeah. I, I I don't know that we have seen or necessarily the panel that chose them because I don't know who cho- chose those people are watching enough games across. Now that will change once the Pro League comes along. You can guarantee the best players in the world are going to come from the Pro League, regardless of how well anybody's playing outside of the Pro League in the hockey yeah. series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, but I'd they'll agree. have, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They'll, they'll have a good body of work that you would like to think the people charged with picking these things will be able to easily follow and follow the form of the players involved. Not saying all of those players are wonderful players. Don't get me wrong, but it, it yeah, will get like, rid of that bias. That Appearance of bias and all, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It should. Yeah, I, I, I would look, um, certainly at the rising star, and there's a couple of the guys within there that perhaps had a pretty good World Cup, but came in very late into international setups, yeah, where there yeah. was other young guys that came in at the start of the year that just missed out on World Cup selection, that have gone on, they've won Champions Trophies and uh, not lost a game, you know, since they've joined joined the squads. So. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting. It's, it's always, always subjective. Yeah, we can sit here and crap on about it for hours. And so yeah, let's start now, shall we? No, in fact, we might be time to do this. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And John, you don't have to just listen to us. You can follow us on social media. Can we? You can follow us. Uh, follow us. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. And indeed, you can follow us also on Twitter. Now, you know, it might be the bastion of narcissists and egoists, and we're all about the self-promotion um, under the, the guise of altruism towards the hockey family. Um, join us. Yeah. Yeah, because we're great. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not about you, though, mate. It's of course it me. is, mate. It's about me. No, it's about me. It's my hockey, not no, yours. it's about me. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. I don't think I actually, I don't, I didn't mention you, where you can follow us. We'll do it now at the Reverse Stick oh, on Instagram, right. Facebook, and Twitter. Please do join us. Absolutely, and send us an email. You can do that, John or Matt at thereversestick.net. Indeed, love and, to hear um, from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. Oh, just a little thing, actually, John. Guys, you can, if you want to send in some questions to the show or you, you, you want to make some comments that you would like aired to the wider global hockey audience, you can do it. Just get on your phone, record um, a voice memo and email it to us, matt at the reverse stick.net, john at the reverse stick.net. And uh, if it's of um, you know, not too colourful language, then uh, you might get a chance. You might we, give, you know, pop it on the show. Yeah, why not? Ask we us a question. Yeah, we're happy you know, to answer. What, sticks do you, what stick do you use, John? Uh, Don't answer that. I somebody, can't. somebody can send that in. Oh, okay. Are you not sponsored at the moment? Uh, mine's a comp. Sorry. Well, I, I didn't. Uh, it's a comp. I didn't pay for my stick. You so stole I it. No, no. Somebody left it somewhere. It's, it's an ex-Australian stick. That ga- my sticks played for Australia. Hey. It did. In about two thousand and one. Timber. No, it's a good stick that one. Um, Keely Dunn's back on. She is back on Twitter. Twitter. That's good to see. That's been the account has been reinstated there. And of course, if you joined us on podcast seventy-five just before Christmas, we had Keely on talking all about hashtag FIH copy fight. Um, it seems to be that things are still continuing in a similar vein there at the moment. Hopefully, there will be some kind of resolve. But uh, before look, the pro league starts, hopefully there's a resolve by then because it's, you know, it's a it's invaluable service that's offered uh, now. Maybe we might see some kind of resolve with the FIH that they're going to bring out their own 
FH umpire style umpiring uh, advice and uh, all of the great work that Keeley does through the new FIH Live platform, uh, which is due to launch in a couple of weeks, isn't it, John? It is. Um, so we haven't we'll, heard anything about it, but it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's it's coming up. I'm excited about it. I just like to oh, yeah, can't, can't, can't can't wait for the launch. I think from what we've been told and from Andy Oram's presentation at the uh, at the congress, it's it can be nothing but positive yeah. for, for for the game. And uh, hold fire on it too. I mean, by all means, there there will be problems when it starts. They will have issues because that's the way these things. That's yeah. how it happens, okay? Yeah. And we've got to give them a little bit of slack. So, by all means, point out to them the issues that they're having with that you believe with their whatever's going on. But we should all bear in mind too that they'll, if we encourage them enough, they will find solutions to these problems and issues that we may face. It might go off like a dream from day one, and that would be brilliant. But it will, it will be fantastic. <laughs> and and guaranteed, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be bringing you more of the Fremantle Hockey Club over 50s live broadcast. Will you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure that we, we'll be able to do that with the portal, won't we? It's about allowing oh, yeah, clubs to, right. to up, upload into the system. So wherever you are around the world, you'll be able to get your eyes no, on, no, on live hockey. A fleet of drones. A fleet? Yeah. Just like, the one would be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, but we could have, like, every team had a drone and just sit the drone up above the game uh-huh. and flying around following the game. All right, OK. Um, oh, so man, we'll, we'll, we'll be starting the crowdfunding campaign for hashtag hockey drones. No, we drones. don't have to. What? We won't have to. Why not? Well, because the FIH will provide it that, to bring us in line with what happens at international levels. Oh, brilliant. Like, so just like umpires. Like, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Ball boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, a video I'm, referral? I'm really looking forward to the video referrals Great. this year, yeah. Just to bring us into line with what's happening at Well, we need to be in, because we need to have consistency across the game, yeah, that's don't we? Right. That's needs exactly to be, right. What, what you're playing on your local park is the same, same as what's been playing at the, at the top right. end, which is why... And it should always be dictated by what's happening at the top end. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. that because that's what everybody's watching, isn't it? Mm. That's that's it should. Cause, Sorry, I mean, that's no, where the that's, majority of players are playing the game. That's at the right. top end. Well, I, I think that um, you know Mike Joyce from the FIH was quoted in in Ernst Bart's excellent uh, hockey podcast of Studio Hockey, Studio Hockey, yeah. um, as saying that they believe there's 30 million players. That's a figure that you'd have to listen to Ernst podcast and I you should we'll talk about that in a second yeah. but they've whatever metrics they use he's they've come up with this number I'm not going to argue with the number it's not about that because you can fiddle those sorts of things all yeah, and, and but Mike, they've got a number and Mike Joyce does say in it that it might not be the right number but, but the metrics they use for this study will be the same metrics for the next study so they'll be able to try and ascertain if there's yeah. growth or decline and, and that's fine they've got a number Yeah, and, and it was 30 million but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I fully agree with you that of that 30 million, at least um, 10,000 people must yep. be playing across the globe at the elite level, which only leaves a, another, what, 29,990,000 of us plonking around at the bottom ends of the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but still with aspirations to get into that. That top top uh, level though, hey? I know I uh, retired from international hockey a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but I've thrown my hat back in the ring just in case. They're going to need players with this pro league coming up. Seeing as you mentioned that, congratulations and uh, well done for a great international career for Matthew Butterini of yes. the, um, the Kookaburras who uh, retired from international <laughs> retired from uh, from international hockey a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well done. What else have we got? Uh, the latest hockey world news oh, is yeah. out. Get on, uh, check out HWN. It's some fantastic articles in there from Mr. Simon Orchard, upsetting players, umpires, and, and he, teams from all saying? over the world what's once again, particularly time? goalkeepers. Uh, you've got to check it out to read it, mate. Uh, another great article from Keely Dunn about the new rule changes and interpretations and all that sort of thing. We might not agree with all of them, John, but it's broken down and it's there for people to read. Harpreet Lambert, we'll speak about Harpreet coming up shortly. She's got a great article in there. Um, Lots, lots more in the latest edition of Hockey World News. And like we've said before, it's a uh, uh, it's a free download there, but you can contribute if you want to, and if you can afford to, please do, uh, and keep the uh, the biggest hockey magazine in the world um, afloat and bringing us these fantastic publications every couple of months. Well done. Why don't you talk about it now? Talk about who? Harpreet. Up. Oh. Well, we can do this announcement now? Yeah, do it. Okay. Well, let's announce a brand new project for the Reverse Stick Productions. 
uh, in association with some great hockey writers from India. Uh, it's the launch of the Push Pass Pundits, John. India's very own hockey podcast. Excellent. Great work. So we're uh, we're getting together with Mihir Vazavda of the Indian Express, Jaspreet Sani of Times of India, Harpreet Lamba of various news outlets, Jimmy Bogle of Give Me Hockey. Uh, those guys are on board, and in the next couple of weeks, we'll be bringing you the very first edition of the Hashtag Indian Hockey Podcast. Are you hosting it? Uh, I don't know, we haven't discussed that yet. <laughs> <laughs> one of us will be doing it, and then maybe the next time, if the first, one of us stuffs up the first one, we, we're just going to see how I'm it goes. I'm really looking forward to hearing these guys get into serious discussion about Indian hockey, hockey. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's know. missing, and I'll, I'll tell you what, mate, they are all passionate hockey lovers. Yeah. Um, they all write beautifully uh, about the game, so let's hope that they're going to talk beautifully about the game as well when we sit down in about a week's time and record the very first episode. Yes, but don't mention the cricket faulty. Shh! Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to the... Imp- and, and seeing how it goes and spreading the word on Indian hockey and maybe people outside of India will start to get more of an appreciation for what goes on there and what makes the beast tick. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited about the project. You can get on to Facebook and Twitter at the moment and follow Push Pass Pundits. Just, uh, yeah, When's the first one coming out? Oh, it'll probably be about two and a half weeks, two weeks, something like that. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Let's see. No, we've got to have a release date. You can't announce something and have a release date. It's coming out, John, on January the 13th. Is it? When's that? Ten days. It's about ten days, something like that, yeah, from as we record now. Um Join us, you know, come, come along, have a listen and uh, get involved with what's going on in Indian hockey. Looking forward to it. It should be fun and uh, open up a whole new world for us as hockey people. Yes. Okay, uh, what else have we got? Because you've got, uh, how many more things have you got to cross off? Uh, we've, got, we've, got a, we've got a few on there. Uh, we'll be back got a few with, more minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll be back with uh, TRS World 11 interviews from next week. Uh, we'll have lots of other interesting things going on there as well. Uh, the, at the Hockey Live, don't not follow us on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. Uh, it's been a little bit slow recently, but we'll be getting back into the swing of that. And as the, some of the European indoor stuff and happens and uh, the return to um, some of the Northern Hemisphere season club live yeah, cl- club stuff, uh, we'll be posting the links for that. It just got a bit quiet over the uh, the World Cup period in sharing that stuff because there was only one place that you could go and find that stuff. If uh, It was either on the YouTube channel or two places, the YouTube channel or with your local broadcaster. And one thing you should do, as I mentioned before, is go to Studio Hockey. What's that website, Matt? StudioHockey.com. And uh, listen to Ernst's interview with uh, Mike Joyce from the uh, Hockey Foundation and the FIH. Yep. I'm not um, quite sure what the, ro- the role yeah, split he, is he there. He explains yeah. it, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. But anyway, go to Have a listen. Listen to it carefully. And then email us and tell us if you heard anything new. Um well, do you yes. want to talk about the Hockey 2024 at all in this show, John, or should we just let things play out over the next few weeks? I, I would like to know how long it took them to go through all the old FIH press releases to put that package together, because I'm pretty sure uh, that I've read and heard all that before. Mm. I, I must admit, I was pretty underwhelmed by the idea of it. A lot of it was like the Hockey Revolution. Isn't that what we're doing any... that? Aren't we doing that anyway? That's going or, on already. Or shouldn't we what, already have been doing that? Yeah, what, what has been going? Well, Mike Joyce does, hasn't. Well, Mike Joyce does mention that he got together with John Wyatt early into his latest tenure at the FIH, and uh, they were looking at what was going on in the development sphere and realised that there wasn't a lot going on. Which is, that <laughs> um, which was is, one of the which, most troubling parts. Well, it's astounding. It's the fact, well, who's been taking the coin and what yeah. have they been doing for their job over the past year, two years, three years? Um, uh, it goes around and around uh, and around. The, the question was asked during the World Cup or just before. You know, where are all the coaches from Asia? Yeah, it's a lot of money's been on coaching courses. A lot of coaching courses. A lot of coaching, courses. A lot a lot of coaching, coaching courses. courses. Yeah, but Siggy Aikman brought that up as well, and that's something that he wants yeah. to leave as a legacy there with Japan. Is that yeah. it, 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 he wants to try and end the 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 influx of foreign coaches? 
doesn't always work, does it? No, nah, like, it doesn't. Apart from in the Netherlands. Uh, look, I, I, must, I was underwhelmed by it all, to be quite frank. And look, Mike made a lot of good points. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of the stuff he's talking about. Oh, I found it hard to disagree with a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's right. It's posi- it's, it's, no, but it's, 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 it's the things that should be having uh, an effect and the positivity for our game. There's, there's absolutely no doubt there's things that should be happening. But... Do you need four months to write down? You know, it's all it's all very high level stuff, and you do need that high level stuff. I don't disagree, but like Ernst said in the podcast, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, and it's all well and good making bold statements. Um, yeah. But if you're making the same bloody bold statements in three years' time and rebranding it as something else, oh, it, this is the hockey 2030 plan, John. Well, really, you know, again, Mike does make the point that the hockey revolution's still going on, but yeah. He, you can't help but get the feeling the hockey revolution has died in the arse and th- this is its final squeal because why would you need a hockey 2024 plan if the hockey revolution's... I, I'm just a bit unsure of what's going on there. And to be honest with you, I think, they've, I think they're barking up the wrong tree. They're talking about trying to get new players. They can't even keep the ones we've got in the sport. That's our problem. And... <laughs> Retention is a massive yeah, issue, it, as we are. It's a huge issue. Yeah. And and, and, and there's things like, and, but there's things that they don't they don't discuss within it. Cost is a massive thing. Um, keeping those players that have played that elite level involved with the game, whether you know, it's, it's all well and good saying yes, you know, for us, club hockey is king. But there are so many things that come into play when you're trying to keep those guys that have played at the top end, keep them involved at the club level. They get burnt out. Look at the guys that are playing international hockey at the moment. Um, it's a full-time job, and in Australia they're getting 30 or 35 grand or something like that a, a year for it in, Aust- in Australian dollars. Um, most of them without any additional endorsements at all. They're studying or they're trying to do a job at the same time. Uh, and this is why I took the piss before about Pro League. You know, it's not professional. And I know we we have oh, this... government-sponsored. That's the that's problem it, with that, it. This is, this is the thing. And there's all this talk, particularly with, with, with um, Mike talking with, to Ernst about... Uh, it's the reliance on the IOC. Um, it's the reliance the the FIH needs that money from the from the IOC. But 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 it's not just the FIH that needs the money, is it? Well, no, it's not. And don't forget, the FIH gets funding from the direct from the IOC. But for say hockey in Australia, we have to go through the Australian Olympic Commission, which yep. gets its money from the federal government yeah. and they dole that money out to sports from there yeah. so it's and all and that's Mike's point with Sierra Leone is that they need to be um, to get the cash playing the international hockey to then get the recognition from their local government their local Olympic committees to then get the money to provide the, to provide the elite program and that's why we have this program. pro league world hockey world series league linked to um, qualification for the Olympics yeah. So that nations can claim that this is the qualification path to the Olympics and that's how they get their funding. And so it's about play, playing the game for yeah. the politicians that are in there for a four-year term and then out again. And the continued reliance on the teat of taxpayers around the globe is not going to make our sport professional. It is not going to reward the players they should be. They're almost economic slaves to the game, yeah. as opposed to, you know, getting some renum- real remuneration. You got plonkers in fourth, fourth grade plonkers running around in our A League soccer competition, the National League, getting a hundred grand a year. I mean, you know, they play what twenty odd games a year or something, twenty five. Yeah, something like it's, that. Yeah. It's not a huge amount of games a year. A um, bit of travel involved, but generally not for. Not a great deal of only Perth Glory and Wellington players have to yeah. really seriously travel. That's it. But you look, look look at hockey players for Australia. If you put in state commitment, club commitment, friendlies, they'd be up to eighty games a year. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the game's got to find a way to turn professional. We rugby did it what nearly thirty years ago now, and. And it, it's been a hard slog for them. But, they're they're but, still but, having but they're, but problems. To, but to maintain where they've been at over the past 10 years, they've had to sail the soul to the devil. It's all behind a paywall. Yeah. Um, and they're now struggling with development numbers coming through because nobody sees the game and nobody cares about the game unless they're part of the rugby family. 
you know, we kid ourselves that we've got this special thing with the hockey family. Yeah. As, exactly as, as if it's right. a, as if it's a unique thing amongst the sports world. Don't, don't worry, mate. Any sport you go to, they'll all consider themselves as Absolutely. the rugby family, the yeah. football family, Cricket the basketball family. family. Yeah, just, oh. yeah, that's right. And we shouldn't think of ourselves as special. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe it is elitist. I don't know. I, it's always struck me as hockey wasn't an elite sport, but everybody go, you know, even within the sport, we say, oh, it's, it's very elitist. Yeah. So, oh. well, no, but we find ourselves as our club is a standout um, at the top level locally because we're not one of the elitist set. You know? Well, we're not. We're not traditional. We're not aligned to a traditional private school. Or something That's like it. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, you know, that alignment to the private school here is equal to Ernst's comments on his uh, latest podcast yeah. about the white middle upper class uh, being the the stronghold of of club hockey in the Netherlands, in Belgium, in Germany, which it bloody well is. But go to Ernst's podcast, studiohockey.com, listen to the interview with Mike Joyce, agree with him, disagree with him, do whatever you like. Let us know, though. Send us a message. Yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback on it. Yeah, and tell us we're idiots for our views, or tell us that we're the brainiest people on earth. That certainly won't (laughs) (laughs) bloody happening. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, look, get involved with the debate, guys, because it's important to hear from you, the hashtag hockey family uh, your views on it and and the FIH are listening they're listening to social media even though it might not matter what the numbers are on social media they are listening so uh, how much more have we got there mate oh, another, four mi- another four minutes go on what go on uh, what else have we got there? oh you might have seen our pretty pictures uh, up on Twitter stick and Facebook brands. and Instagram with the the, the uh, most used stick brands at the Hockey World Cup you can check it all out but uh, uh, Osaka the most played with stick at the. I thought it was a city. Well, it is. Yeah, oh. it's a just cheeky, they make good sticks. Cheeky too, little they? branding stolen from the Dutch. The Dutch love taking uh, you know names Things from out different. Things out of South Asia. Well, no, out, yeah, out of different countries, <laughs> and um, and uh, branding them as their own. Um, it's a cracking brand, Osaka. I think it's about nine of the uh, the Belgian boys play with an Osaka stick. Well, that's nothing, is it? 18 of the Chinese play with greys. Do they? Yeah, they do indeed. And Adidas, Adidas, that was the uh, the most goals scored of any stick brand in the World Cup with 30 goals. So how many different brands were represented? Uh, 33. You get, oh, this is going off the top of my head. Yeah. There's nothing in front of me. 33 different yeah. brands. 291 players, 33 different brands. How many different factories do you think manufacture Six. those things? <laughs> one in Taiwan, yeah. uh, three in China, uh, and I think uh, one in Jalandar and two in Sylcop. Okay. There you go. Well done. Um, uh, but there was some, there was a, a great little uh, post from a chap, I think, called Sam Rowe on Twitter, who's done deep down analysis on both oh, the really? men's and the wo- women's World Cup. Go to our Twitter feed or check out Sam Rowe on Twitter because um, he's got the stats on where the goals were scored and, oh, and really? there was there was an interesting stat about uh, the amount of goals that were scored um, below the the backboard. backboard yeah. yeah, and we made that comment, didn't we? Yeah. Um, particularly from corners, oh, yeah. nobody was looking. Uh, you know, the drag flickers they weren't looking high in the goal. Everything was down low in the and corners between the legs. Yeah, there wasn't many, many at all. Compared. But but that was uh, I think uh, at the time in the World Cup daily, I mentioned that I'd spoken to somebody, spoken to some of the players over there at the time, and the turf wasn't moving that well for for getting the lift uh, okay. on on the drags. Um, so. Well, whether that's a trend, uh, yeah, I don't know. But Sam's happy to share that info. So if you can find him on on Twitter, um, he's happy to email that information through to you. So if you if you love your stats, um, you know we we've been a little bit populist with uh, the the stick stat stuff that went out there, and I might put something out on goalkeepers as well if I get time, which I probably won't in the next couple of weeks. Right, so about how they're a crazy lot, or. No, we know that anyway. They oh. smell. Uh, they're mentally imbalanced. <laughs> um, they're selfish. Um, nobody in the team really likes them. Uh, but hashtag keepers you. <laughs> He's the next keeper. He knows from personal. No, don't you worry, mate. I'll be back in there. My knee's still not right. I've still got this bloody Olympism happening in my right knee, and I, I don't know. It might be, might be a season in goal for me next season. You're kidding. Back uh, in between the sticks. I don't know. I, I, I want to play up, though, obviously. You're always playing up, mate. <laughs> uh, you're with 
thoroughversedick. We are the Global Hockey Podcast, and we're just about come to the end of the show. What else have you got? Sorry if it's been a bit loose tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, we're sort of still on holiday. Yeah, it's, we are. It's, it is holiday mode, and look, the kids are on we school holidays. We said we're going to have two weeks off, and we've only had one week have off. Have we? Yeah. So this is our this is our New Year's Eve program. <laughs> oh, look, if you don't want to listen to it, you just uh, do, oh shit, you're already here. Oh, oh well. Uh, well thanks for, thanks, thanks for staying with us. Uh, yeah, on Spotify, and we are on Spotify, John. Um, it tells you the amount of people that start to listen, and then those that actually complete the listen. You know, we're terrible with our stats. We get the same stuff on Apple Podcasts. So you're going to say we're terrible with our retention rate. <laughs> Okay, don't go there. Terrible a lot of things. No, we've got about 30,000 listeners, I think, John, something like that. If you you spread across all the different, you know, we don't get all the metrics, obviously. We'll take 29,900 or so. In between there. Okay, yeah, but look, we know that Tansy's out there, we know Rob Abbott's out there. But we, uh. The FIH are listening. The FIH are listening. Uh, hi. Call me. Um. And we see we see the spread of countries that are, you know we've got Australia is number one on Spotify at the moment. I've just got it on the screen here. Uh, we've got one listener in Hong Kong on Spotify. That's nice. Yeah, that's very nice. That's lovely. Um, Seventeen in the Netherlands. Seventeen. Yeah. So anyway, uh, don't need to go through all that. Um, yeah. Look, I, I'm terrible. Are they unique I, individual listeners? Or yeah, is that oh, seventeen times. No, but I get starts. I get streams. I get listeners. I get followers. Um, I don't know. It's not my area of expertise, John. I'm um, I'm terrible. Yeah, just not my area of expertise. Okay. Uh, look, you know, you're with us. We're here. So, uh, you know, join in. What else have we got to go? Because we got to go. we got to go. We're trying to slim down the podcast this year so that we don't bore people to death entirely. Yeah, take it. Oh, jeez. Long podcast, please. Uh, yeah, we're going to try and keep it short and sweet as much as we can, under the one and a half hour mark every week. Uh, that's, of course, when our interviews pop up. We'll Unless, be back. of course, we, we get some sponsorship and start running ads. That could go to two hours. Oh, it could, yes. Yeah, and, you uh, don't like those five-minute long ones that have no... <laughs> you click on YouTube and you get a five-minute explanation of it. Yeah, anyway. skip, skip ad, go forward 30 seconds. No. It's free. Uh, look, it's you been. You can listen to us anytime for free. It's free, free, free. Good to be back once again with the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, show 76. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, hopefully be around next week. And don't forget, check out Push Past Pundits. That's yeah. going to be coming up very, very soon. Uh, that'll come out on a separate feed, I think. Oh, we haven't worked all these things out yet, but you can get on, find out all about what's going on there on Twitter and on Facebook at the moment and send us emails uh, or audio or anything just get in touch oh, flat, send let us, us flowers know. if you yeah. want to send us flowers let us know we're right or we're wrong or that we're complete madmen anything send, send us some of those beautiful Osaka shirts as well that some of the Dutch clubs are, are wearing oh I'd love to Very wear nice. maybe a Rotterdam shirt like Tansy got for Christmas oh lucky boy oh did he beautiful Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> look forward to spending the rest of the year with you. Happy New Year. What do you think you're doing? It's the 3rd of January. Merry Christmas. You're a bloody idiot. Get out. You're not allowed in here. You are not allowed in here.